I'm Robert Leslie, and welcome to Spotlight, where your host, J.D. Booth, shares conversations with some of the area's brightest and most interesting personalities. To learn more about Spotlight, check us out at LamptonShield.com for more information and to get the latest show notes for this episode. In the meantime, let's join J.D. now with today's special guest. I'm talking to Marie Marcy Smids. Marie, thank you so much for uh, doing this. Uh, we've known each other for a long time, so I go by JD now, but you know me as David. I do know you as David. Uh, from Dow Days. But um, I want you to tell me, first of all, where you're from and tell me about your career. Because at one point, when you and I met, it was with Dow, mm-hmm. and you were working at Dow, and then we kind of, you know, I mean, stayed in touch, but kind of lost track with each other but that's that'll be part of the story but uh, tell me let's start from the beginning the very beginning well I was born in Halifax Nova Scotia okay and how I ended up being born there was actually an interesting story my dad was from Sarnia my mom was from St. John New Brunswick my dad was in the Navy they met he was stationed in Shearwater and is that where in, in Nova Scotia it's in Nova Scotia okay and so I was born in Halifax because that's where the Naval Hospital, I guess, was. Yeah. So we stayed there for two years. My dad did his stint. Then we moved to Toronto. Um, and then we were there till I was in grade four. And then Sarnia was calling my dad. He's a Sarnia guy. Oh, he, so he's, he's from Sarnia. He's from Sarnia. Okay. His, I have an uncle, Ed, his brother still here. And I had an Aunt Jenny who is, was in Windsor. So Marcy Bowl, is that, was that your dad's family? Or Mar- is that a different... That's Marcy Bowl, yeah. Okay, Marcy no. Printing okay. was my dad's cousin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so my grandparents had a big house on Water Street. Actually, it's that vacant parcel of land there now. And my grandfather was ill, and my parents decided they would make the journey back to Sarnia and the whole family even though everybody said we'd never come back to Sarnia I don't know why because it's such a beautiful place mm-hmm. but we all ended up in Sarnia. So when did you move back to Sarnia or in your case move to Sarnia? I was in grade four so I went all through elementary school high school and everything beyond okay. that all right. in okay. Sarnia. Um, so yeah and I ended up working at Dow as you know. And now was it the rec center first? It started out as a rec center. So in those days, you just wanted to get out of school and get into industry and sort of climb the corporate ladder. So yep. I started out at the health and fitness center in the admin admin area. And then I applied for something at Modlin and I got that. And very shortly after I got that, I got pregnant with my daughter, Maggie, which was kind of a long journey for me. Um, and getting pregnant. So I, um, after I had her, I wanted to job share wet Dow, and that wasn't going to be a possibility. They wanted me back full time. So that's sort of where the whole nonprofit, um, working for nonprofits, started out. Is that when you went to the inn? No, I did some contracts. I had Maggie. I didn't want to work full time, so I took contracts. I worked for. The Heart and Stroke Foundation. I coordinated rubber ducky races. I worked for the Soda Group. We mm-hmm. did. I created the Soda Bear Giveaway. So I did all kinds of events like that. 
And then I took a little Soda bit of... Soda being uh, Sarnia, Sarnia Organ, Organ Donor, Donor Awareness Group. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. That's, no, just that's, for our listeners who may not know what Soda, soda is. You weren't selling Pepsi or I soda. was not selling Pepsi. You know, I was selling, I was selling people learning to sign their donor cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, and, and how that evolved was because Karen Tully, as you know, yeah. was the, um, the manager of the Health and Fitness Center and her husband, Dave ended up having to have a transplant. So him and, um, I forget the other lady's name, they started, Connie, Connie Ellis. Okay. Was, they started the soda group. Okay, she was the pastor, wasn't she? Yeah, or, yeah. I think she's still involved with it, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, Julie, not Julie Brady, um, her mom, she's a real estate agent, Lynn Brady. Okay. Lynn Brady was also involved with that group. So I did, uh, I did like three or four events for them and it just kept evolving. The um, the St. John Ambulance. So where was, does that come from? And like, was that something that you just picked up, or did you? You obviously were passionate about it, but well, there's some skills. Did you? Was that sort of inherent in you, or where did I that think, come from? I think I, I've always been sort of an organized individual, and for these kind of things, you have to be. But I think it really stems from my dad who was a huge fundraiser. Yeah, he for, was big in the community. He was big Joe, in the community, Joe, Joe Marcy. He yeah. raised money, thousands upon thousands of dollars for heart and stroke, for cancer, for the Sarnia Organ Donor Group. So it came from that, but also in my role at um, the Dow Health and Fitness Center, we partnered with a lot of charities to raise money. We had aerobic fest, we had that. So I kind of coordinated that and then sort of became known in the community for that. And I've always been huge into social justice. Mm. You know, I'm the consummate libtard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with there is a social justice issue, um, I usually like to respond to those yeah. things. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And then I was at, I was taking a break from contract work and a knock came to my door, literally, literally John DeGroot, who owns DeGroot's Nurseries, yeah. showed up at my door and said the end of the Good Shepherd was having some troubles meeting, you know, financial obligations and they had a small grant from Vision 74, yeah, which would be Bernie Bax was yeah. a CEO there at that time. They gave them a small grant to hire a, a fund development person so it was supposed to be like, he said, oh, well, you can do it at 16 hours a week. And it turned into like a full-time thing. And yeah. it went evolved from that into being the operations manager for almost 13 years. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I seem to remember there was a place, is a, is a building that you had a business in on Nelson? It was on the corner of Front and Nelson, just yeah. in front of the ice creamery. Yeah. And it was called Locomotif. It's still in existence. Yeah. I opened that while I was still with... So you owned that? I co-owned it with Nicole Mislin, who okay. I who was the admin assistant for the end of the Good Shepherd. Okay. And I still stayed, I stayed at the inn, and I was running the store half-time with her. Yeah. Um, I sold my interest in that store to her because my husband had an opportunity to do some work in Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, it was like I was kind of shocked and a little bit embarrassed when I reached out to you at some point and said, like, where have you been? And you were got like gone for three years and I didn't even <laughs> know you were gone. But, you know, yeah. we, all, we both know so many people that, you right. know, 
Yeah. Yeah, so that was an interesting stint. Um, I, did, I did a little bit of charity work for a couple of uh, uh, long-term care homes. So that's a very British it is a very British pace. It very driving much driving right hand drive and the whole the whole thing. Yes, my husband had a, had a Bermudian license. I did not um, because like driving license. Yeah, yeah, a Bermudian driving license, and he also obviously had a Bermudian work permit, which I did not. So I got a little bit bored in my time there. So I ended up doing a little bit of charity work for a long term care home there. Everything gets donated, so I started doing the their equivalent of Kijiji is called emu okay so um, I would find things that they needed and I would get people to donate money to pay for them just as something to do yeah yeah because the that kind of a life although it's great it does get boring yeah yeah so the weather I guess becomes I mean it's very hot in the summer, let's just say. Yeah. It's subtropical, so well, the Bermuda winter... Bermuda is the, is the one, I think, that is on the Gulf Stream, so that's why it's warm, right? Well, no, it is Am actually... I thinking, I'm thinking of the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very far out in the Atlantic, and it is on the same parallel, I guess, as uh, South Carolina. Okay, so what I mean, you know what I mean by the Gulf Stream, right? Yeah. So it probably comes there, and that creates some some additional um, climate, positive climate things. Yeah, it's subtropical. So the winter, it, it's not like Mexico for sure. Like the winter there would be like... 50s? Like, yeah. 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 I was yeah. going to do an in Celsius, yeah, but, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we can convert back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a lot warmer than here, but the summers are very, very, very hot. Like to do anything outside... I would have to do it very, very early before it yeah, got really hot. Yeah. And everything in Bermuda is on a very steep incline. So our, our road, we had a ocean view, but we weren't on the ocean. And it, um, to get up that hill when it's that hot, I remember one time being out for a run and, and coming back, and I literally could not get to the top of the hill. I had to stop a cab, and I said, I will pay you anything to drive me to the top of the hill. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's a beautiful place. Good. So you were there for three years? Three years. He yeah. was there for a little stint before that, um, but I was there for a total is of Is he three an engineer years. as well? No, he is not. Okay. No. What's he do? He um, is a technician for in, in the securities area. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Financial? No. Oh, security. Security, like, yeah, like yeah. security, like sure. they would do big big security jobs in like Michael Bloomberg's house. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a beautiful house or Michael Douglas's house. Yeah, I got yeah. to see yeah. that as well. It was kind cool. of interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you came back when? Um, I came back almost two years ago and um, You got kids who are now engineers or engineers I do. in training. I have two of them that are at Nova, Maggie, my daughter, and my son, Riley. And then the other one is the computer dude. And he is actually working on the national accounts for DMAR, which has okay, offices yeah. in London, Brantford, sure. and all over. He does all the setup, does all the big accounts like LCBOs. And, yeah, neat. And neat. yeah, so. So you came back, what did you, did you, what did you do first? Well, when I first came back, 
my sister had a health, a little bit of a health crisis. So I wasn't looking to do anything when I first came back. I kind of was with her for all her appointments and her surgery. She actually had, um, had a little bit of a battle with lung cancer. Um, luckily for her, it had not gone anywhere else and it, she did not have to have radiation, but she did have a whole low back to me. Yeah, yeah. So she lost half of one of her lungs. So it was it was a journey. You, yeah. It's it's a journey from the beginning to the end. So I um, want it to be a support for She's her. She's okay. She's fine. Good. She wanted to golf a few she days here? after. Is she here in Sarnia? She's in Sarnia. Yeah. Okay. Well, she she lives in Corona. Yeah. She's a retired teacher. So, yeah. um, I th there was that. So that took me through almost the first probably nine months of being yeah. back, and then. I think it was around December, January of last year. Um, I had three or four people tell me that the Alzheimer's Society was looking for a fund development mm. person. And I am responsible for my aunt, my mom's sister, mm. who um, has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. uh, she didn't have any children, so I'm it. Yep. And I had to deal with taking care of her, getting her diagnosed. And uh, so I had some experience yeah, with the and, disease. Yeah, and affinity with the Alzheimer's Yeah, I society. had a soft spot for the disease. Yeah. And, and people knew that, the ones that told me, maybe you can help them out. And so I applied for the position, and uh, here I am. Yeah, good. Yeah. So what's, what's, where do you see yourself? Because you're still very young. Um, oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Yeah, I know. I pretend. But, but um, talk to me about, because you obviously, you kind of more or less grew up in Sarnia, right? And I did. And there's that affinity and, and you're here to stay and, you know, you're grounded in Sarnia land. Yeah. And what do you see five years from now or is it just kind of you take it as it comes? I pretty much take it as it comes. I actually thought that we may have stayed in Bermuda at that point in time, but because my mother is 92 yeah. and my husband's mother is also 92, they're the same age, um, and we still had three, two of the kids were still in university. Mm -hmm. So Here? We, we, like, yeah, in yeah. here, yeah. One yeah. was at McMaster, one was at um, McGill. Yeah. So. It was, wasn't the right time for us, but after being there for the three years, I I think it's really not for me. I love this area. Mm. I really do. We've traveled a lot, um, some for my husband's business, but we like to travel, and we don't realize how beautiful it is here. The water, the beaches, the people, the, the economy. I mean, even, the pro even the proximity to another country where we can be there and like in 15 minutes exactly it's crazy it, it it we're we're a little dry from anywhere you want to go yeah good so i so five years i don't know i i hope that i'm still with the alzheimer society i hope that i've established a solid fund development calendar for them and that you know we're able to grow the revenue as the needs of the agency grow, and that's that's what my goal has been for the last year. I started last March, so it's been it's just been a year that I've been here. So we have a solid calendar of events now. Um, I'm trying to grow some of them, and 
we need the extra revenue. We are like 59% funded by the LIN. Okay, so the, just to, as, a, as a positive shout out to the, the Alzheimer's Society, so the, a lot of the money that is spent mm -hmm. is in respite care for helping the people who are you know, sharing this journey with their significant other um, to be able to not be having to be with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's part of it. That's that part is of it. that is a good chunk of it. But also our our social programs are we have a forget me not social club that we yeah. have now. We've grown. We've we've added. There's also a music thing. What's tell my, me a little bit that's about mindful that. music. Okay, where is that still going strong? That's still going strong. That's amazing program uh, where we provide. Um, we provide people living with dementia or Alzheimer's um, an iPod programmed with music that they like. Yeah. And even on people with people that are sort of non-responsive in many ways. They perk right up. They they do. They there's a there's a big connection between music and and memory. Mm. You can remember song lyrics or, or things and it just it causes a you can see the general change in their whole their whole attitude. It's like waking up. Yeah. yeah, and then we have our minds. That in. must be really kind of cool to watch. And I mean, it must be, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like it's an incredibly rewarding job it is. In, in, in really helping people understand the, the disease and the effects of the disease and, and telling the stories of how their donation can really make a difference. It is, and I sit in on sort of uh, group support groups so that I get a real handle on what we do as an agency for the people that you know we have. We have support groups for um, care partners for children of people that have dementia. Um, so I get a real um, a sense of when I go out and try to get. A company like, say, somebody that sponsored our it's our new event. It's five o'clock summer. I'm going after Texar. If I'm able to explain to them how I have seen myself, how much the agency means to these families, that's an easier sell for me. Yeah. yeah. So it, you're right. It is rewarding. Um, our our Minds in Motion program is another one. That's where we encourage. Um, physical activity for people with dementia or their care partners as well. Um, that is, I've seen people that haven't been able to stand up with the ball. That I can't do that. I can't do that. And then after the so many weeks that they're in the program, you go back and they can do that. When you stand up with what? Well, the, any exercise that we're asking to do, there's sometimes... There's they, a coordination. Yeah, right? there's a coordination. Yeah. Sometimes they feel like they're limited physically, but after doing it for a while and being in a group atmosphere and the social, light, the social aspect of it, it, it helps people. Mm. Okay. So that is also very rewarding. So as we wrap this up, again, thank you very much for being my guest. Um, You're welcome. What do, would you like our my listeners, readers, to come away with? About the agency or about... About, about the agency. About or, the agency. You know, your, your passion, which is really enabling the Alzheimer's Society to continue its good work. Well, I think one of the main things that we as a society, like like all the societies in Canada are trying to do is to reduce the stigma attached to this disease. Sarnia is a very generous community. It always has been. I know that firsthand from capital campaigns I've run, from 
all the many things. The people that need us the most now are the people that built this community. They're mm -hmm. baby boomers, they are, are retired or they're older, and they're the people that are, this isn't just a disease of the very old. It, it is hitting people in their 50s, in their late 40s. We need to support those people as much as we support all the youth programs in the community. The, the Alzheimer, Alzheimer Society Canada has um, embarked on a program to reduce that stigma. Mm. They t they're, they're people that actually tell their stories. Um, we need to make sure that those people are taken care of and that there are supports in place for people to live as long as they can in their community and not in long-term care. Great. Marie, thanks very much for this. You're welcome. And that's our episode of Spotlight for today. Join us again for another conversation with J.D. Booth, founder and editor of LamptonShield.com. You can click subscribe wherever you found this podcast or check us out at LamptonShield.com where you'll find the latest episodes of Spotlight. For J.D. Booth, I'm Robert Leslie. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we hope you shine bright in everything you do.